Hello everyone, welcome to the first Theme Park Corner podcast in quite some time. It's been a tough couple of years, but I'm Dan, I'm joined by Eden, and we are back. And Eden, how excited are you for Halloween Horror Nights 2021? Um, so excited. Uh, don't even know how to put it into words. We've been waiting for everything, and then for now it's everything at one time. It was kind of crazy, but I'm excited. It's finally here. Anytime there's been a slight update, um, I mean, we got Beetlejuice many months ago, Haunting of Hill House. Uh, anytime we had the slightest update, it just seemed like Eden was rearing and ready to go for a podcast, and we both work pretty busy schedules, so it's been hard to find time. But then as soon as Universal pretty much announced this past Friday, uh, all the scare zones, about half the houses, I was finally like, okay, I think we have enough to talk about. <laughs> um, so let's just dive right in. What did you want to talk about first? I know you have a ton of notes. You've been writing some preliminary blogs. I don't know where you want to start. I'll, I will let you uh, drive the ship. Right, well, as we know, they're calling it uh, HHN 30, which I think there was like a little question about was it going to be 30 still or was it going to be 31? Uh, but they're going. I don't see why it would be 31. They didn't have 30. Exactly. This is 30. Yeah. Um, tagline is never go alone, which we never do. No. Um, dates are September 3rd through October 31st, so which means you finally get it. They start earlier, <clears throat> Labor Day weekend. They do. I've been saying this for years, that they need to start on Labor Day weekend. Uh, huge opportunity to make some money, especially on that Sunday night. Because um, I know that's usually I, I know that's usually a night where uh, HHN has an earlier curfew. Uh, but the opening weekend, every night is going to be going until I think like 1.30 or 2 in the morning. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, they, they, they should be doing this on starting Labor Day weekend every year. It's, it's, it's a great holiday weekend to kick the event off. You'll get a ton of people for the holiday in general. Um, and I think in general, Universal is looking for extra days for the event just because they lost so yeah. much money last year without this event. And this is a big moneymaker for them. So I think in time, we may even see this event start earlier, like last weekend of August, possibly. Um, you know, Disney has their... They retired Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween, but they, you know they're rolling with Boobash, and and we we've seen videos of that, and we're going to be going to that on our trip. We'll get to that shortly. Uh, but that event starts early to mid August, so in time I think we see HHN do the same thing. Agreed. Um, I think we could just uh, just want to jump right in with our, our houses. Uh, we can. I wasn't sure if you wanted to touch on ticket prices. That's that's like boring. Oh, I mean, we can do like a, a quick rundown, which is <clears throat> right now if you're buying online, a uh, single night is $70.99 plus tax. Front gate, you're paying $122.99 plus tax, depending on what day you go. So I'd probably say jump online. Um, everyone thought they weren't going to come, but we did finally get the all the like rush of fear passes and things like that. So we... People can be excited for all those as well. All right. Go to the houses. All right. So way back on March 5th, it was announced that uh, Beetlejuice was going to be uh, a house this year, which no surprise. We knew it was going to be a house last year. It was one of the three houses that they opened up to daytime, daytime guests. So um, it's kind of exciting to see it back. I know people have been wanting like a Beetlejuice house for a long time now and kind of goes on the, the line of they did Ghostbusters. So... Give the fans what they want, and we're getting Beetlejuice. 
Yes, and we were talking the other day about what our favorite houses are going to be, and I'm not a huge fan of the movie. Uh, I think I've only seen it twice in my entire life. Um, I'm not a huge Tim Burton guy, but I will say, in terms of houses for just overall set design, I don't think this is going to be a scary house by any means. Like, Beetlejuice no. wasn't a terribly scary house. Killer Clowns wasn't in, in a terribly scary house either. However, the, the design, the look layout sets whatever you want to call it i'm here for the visuals for this house and uh so for ips this is the one i'm most looking forward to yeah i think it's gonna be good it, it'll be i like when they do <clears throat> stuff when it's not super scary but you essentially just step into the movie so that'll it'll be fun to see uh the different ideations of it and everything like that now the three houses that they opened last year yes are they all back this year yes okay um, <clears throat> I wasn't sure if they did something special or if they, but that makes sense because you know you put all the time and the money into those three. Um, obviously, you save money this year by not having to tear anything down. So this is the one IP that I'm probably most looking forward to. Um, yeah, I think we can go on to the next house unless you have any further no. faults on this one. No. Uh, then we waited all the way till July 8th, and we got Haunting of Hill House. Which I'm excited for this. I've seen some pictures. It looks like it's going to be extremely beautiful house. The facade looks really cool. Um, love the series on Netflix. Uh, people have been wanting this house for a while. We know that Universal kind of has a deal with Netflix. So not surprised that they have a house again this year. Um, but I'm excited for this one. I think it's going to be really cool. I agree. Um, seems like we'll be getting Netflix houses for the next few years. You know, We had backpack years with... A Stranger Things house, and I think that returns at some point once the final season comes out. Fear Street, I think, would be a great house. And, like, given that all three movies are, are out right now, I think we could see Fear Street next year, in addition to maybe Haunting of Bly Manor or Stranger Things. But I'm okay with this house. Um, I don't, I, I'm not familiar with the facade as you are. Um, <clears throat> I think it'll obviously have some good scares with uh, the tall man and I'm really curious to see how they do the tall man because there is that one scene in the show where it's like he because he doesn't really he like walk. levitates he levitates and he floats um Ben Neck Lady could be creepy um ultimately though I think I'd be more interested in a haunting of Bly Manor house because I said this after Bly Manor came out but I think the scares in Bly Manor are better than the scares in Hill House but the story overall in Hill House was better than Bly Manor. Mm -hmm. Agreed, yeah. Um, yeah, just my two cents. All right. Uh, then the next, uh, well, not looking forward to one of these, but um, then on July 15th, we got hit with two houses, Universal Monsters <laughs> Bride of Frankenstein Lives and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now, Bride of Frankenstein Lives was also one of the houses that they opened up last year to daytime guests. Um, it's essentially... <coughs> The kind of takes place where the the building has fallen and she's trying to uh, revive her love. Um, and to do so, she's taking blood from Dracula's wives. So you can also see uh, there's going to be tension with them and we're going to have more uh, vampire ladies this year as well. Um, not looking forward to Texas Chainsaw <coughs> just because chainsaws in houses are scarier than chainsaws in the street. Have you seen any of the movies? I've seen one. I've seen Was one it of the, the original remakes. or a remake? I've seen a remake. The remakes are okay. Um, I really like the originals just because, for the time, 
they, I don't want to say they broke the mold, but it was just like one of those things where it's like, if I'm ever on a road trip cross country and I'm just, and I'm in the middle of nowhere in backwoods, like country, I get a little nervous because of, because of the originals. Um, but, uh, yeah, looking forward to, to both houses, probably Bride of Frankenstein more than Texas Chainsaw Massacre, just because, you know, Universal brings these, uh, slasher flicks back in some capacity somehow. They've done it numerous times with Halloween. Um, they've done Freddy vs. Jason, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, this isn't the first time they've done Texas Chainsaw Massacre either. Um, so it almost seems like just, it's, it's a, it's a safe play by Universal just to bring back a slasher house just because Leatherface is a scary character in itself. Um, but I'm looking forward to the Brides of Frankenstein as well as Dracula. Um, different. It's kind of like how they paid homage to... Universal Classic Monsters two years ago. That was a great house. I love that. It was a great house. Um, and this is a good opportunity for Universal to uh, flip the script because The Bride of Frankenstein was in that house. Yes. Briefly. Yep. Uh, didn't give enough love to her. So I think this is a it's a good spot for uh, them to have Bride of Frankenstein. I haven't... I don't think I've seen a ton of merch for Bride of Frankenstein and I think that has been kind of a complaint on social media. It's like... They aren't doing enough there's, to promote and showcase Bride of Frankenstein and, and the Brides of Dracula. There's there's two shirts and they look kind of like vintage movie posters. The one kind of features Frankenstein more. The second one does have like a an illustration of what the illustration they've released for the Bride looks like. They've had some coasters, but yeah, they're not so far. There's not been really good merch just like solely for her. So maybe when we get closer and everything, they will have more. Fingers crossed. All right, next house. Uh, we have the HHN Icons Captured House. Now, uh, we know, we'll get to it later, but there's a scare zone called 30 Years, 30 Fears. So they're kind of really bringing back what originally started this event. They're really paying homage to the fans who've been fans for a long time. Uh, we're getting a lot, a lot of the past icons back, and I feel like people are, are very excited and it seems like at the end of it, it could change each time because it says, who will reign supreme? So I don't, I'm kind of interested to see how they do this. Uh, they've t- kind of done something like that similarly in the past. I remember for the Freddy versus Jason house, it was a re- different result every time. Um, like you'd go through, Jason would win, or you'd go through another time, Freddy would win. So they've done these in the past where it's like, you know, who, who will win in the end? Um, I've always thought that was kind of like a shtick, weird gimmick. Never been really a big fan. Just give me the house, and I understand like I understand like story as a part of the house, but I never really pay attention or care enough like quote unquote who wins in the end. Maybe that's just like old man like yelling at the sky in me. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it's whatever. They can do whatever they want with the houses. They'll <laughs> this event sells itself. So, um, and then our next house, which. This may be, like, my favorite uh, original house that they're doing this year. It's called Welcome to Scary Horror in the Homeland. And uh, if you've been to the event, you know that um, they like to do a lot of things in Cary, Ohio. A lot of the lore is based there. Um, So, like, Slaughter Cinemas is from there. The Leave it to Cleaver, I guess, takes place there. The Hive took place there. Uh, Another house called Dead End took place there. So this is kind of their way of bringing a a lot more and those back into the event. Again, just celebrating 
30 years of everything that they've done so far. Anytime they do something with uh, Cary, Ohio, it always ends up being pretty solid. Um, What's the backstory with Cary, Ohio? Isn't it supposed to be like the hometown of one of the original creators or it's it, it's inspired by one of their hometowns or something and then I, it's, it's just kind of carried over pun intended I guess <laughs> um, it's just for years and, and I think that's just the case with it I think so and like we looked it up it's kind of like a smaller town in Ohio um, so I think it's just it's just a way of paying you know credit to people who've who started this event and things like that um, and I think like the, the next house we're going to talk about, I feel like it kind of like pulls in there because it's a wig of growth, realm of the pumpkin. And I'm getting really uh, twisted tradition vibes, which is a, a scare zone full of pumpkins and, and rotting things like that, that uh, like a plague or something had come in and started wiping all these out. And that was supposed to be part of Cary, Ohio. So I feel like that they've put it into a house now, essentially, where a pumpkin lord is coming and he's, you know... He's feeding off of everyone celebrating Halloween. Is this in the area of the park where... Oh, this is a house. I apologize. Yes. I was reading this as if it was a scare zone. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm dumb. Um, okay, so this actually strikes me. I think this is going to be potentially very similar to... Um, what was the one they did a couple of years ago where there was a meteor that came from outer space? Oh. Uh, Seeds of Extinction. Seeds of Extinction. Seeds of Extinction was great. Yes. Because it was one of those houses where there weren't a lot of um, jump scares. You know, a lot of things just jumping out to try and scare you. Whereas the scares or the actors were kind of built into the maze. You know, you had people that had like, you know, sleeves of puppets and there would just be like these vines that would come out and, and they wouldn't like strike you or touch you, but they would just kind of like you would just be able to see them and so this kind of strikes me as something where it's going to be like that where a lot of the scares will just be built into the maze and there's there won't be many designed um scares or like you know drop doors or windows where something's supposed to pop out at you yeah they'll be very much blended camouflage into the sets so i think um i think visually this could be one of the better houses i mean they all look great but there are some where it's just like they do some amazing set designs um, and and so I just got real seeds of extinction vibes from this yeah. one. Yeah, and um, and when I when they released this one, I kind of had this this thought as well, and some other people brought it up too, is that the pumpkin lord could be uh, a lost icon called Nathaniel Crow, which is something that Mike Mike Iola dreamed up back in two thousand two thousand eight, um, and he's essentially he teamed up with Jack Schmidt at one point. Um, and was following him and his circus, and he would take people from the circuses and feed off of them. Uh, but then it goes wrong, and he kind of ends up dying and becoming part of the land. So I, I wonder if he, this could be like a way of portraying that as well. Uh, could be. Could be. Good thoughts. Good thoughts, Ethan. Uh, next house, um, one of the many that was dropped... Uh, just uh, before the weekend, uh, Puppet Theater Captive Audience. Now, this one, um, people have been already saying, like, confirmed house, confirmed house. It never really was confirmed, but last year uh, on Peacock, they did a little video of the, you know, someone from Universal was taking a news anchor through, and they were showing them the set and things that they do and talking about how they build things. 
Um, so essentially people were like, oh, well, that's a confirmed house then. Um, and here it is, so it'll be nice. It's um, kind of based in San Francisco. Uh, and a puppeteer and ballet troupe have been uh, trapped in this theater and they keep putting on a show for dead audience members who don't make it out which is the thing is can you make it out or do you become part of their you know captive audience um and the people who get left they make uh living marionettes out of their victims so i think it'll be kind of creepy it's going to be a lot of Weird puppets are just weird in general. Not looking forward to that. I'm trying to draw uh, a comparison to a previous house, and I can't. And I guess it's kind of a good thing. Dead Silence, which we didn't experience, but like that would be the closest because it's about a ventriloquist dummy. Yeah, I guess, but, but that's, that's an IP, so they yeah. have plenty to to go off of. I was, I was, I can't really come up with anything, and so for that, I guess I'm excited for this one. Um, yeah. Like marionettes and ventriloquism and, and like those older puppets are, are very creepy. You know there's going to be a room in this house um, that has just a room of ventriloquist dolls. <laughs> and you know there's going to be something that jumps out in you in there or there will be like heads turning on these things. Oh, I don't. I'm already not you looking know that's going to, to happen. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, there, there was a... What, what was the house? It was a... Slaughter Cinema a couple years ago, and one of the rooms they had, it was all mirrors, but they had like these dolls or something, and you oh, just... Oh, it was hooded figures for the Beast Baby. Something like, yeah, that's what it was. You know there's going to be a room like that on, yeah. in this maze. Nope, not looking forward to it. <laughs> Don't like it already. Um, and did you touch on Revenge of the Tooth Fairy or no? Uh, no, that is our last house, and that one also did open uh, last year to daytime guests. Uh, people have mixed feelings about it, but I think the issue was uh, a lot of people experienced this house with plexiglass, and they said that that kind of took away from the scares and everything, just of how the lighting effects hit it. So people are kind of excited to see. Um, it's essentially a kid refuses to give his tooth to the tooth fairy, uh, and the tooth fairy does not take kind to that and essentially tries to murder his entire family. Yeah, I don't have too many thoughts on this one. I've seen videos um, with the plexiglass last year. I know what to expect. Um, not going to be disappointed by any means, but it's just uh, you can you can find the maze anywhere on YouTube. Um, this year they'll have it without the plexiglass, so hopefully it's a better experience. Um, do you want to give thoughts on favorite IPs and favorite uh, original houses, or do you want to do scare zones first, and then we'll kind of rally back and do the ones we're most looking forward to? I like your favorites. Okay. Uh, which is your favorite original and what is your favorite IP? that, you, Or what, what What two are you most looking forward to? Uh, for um, original, like I said, I'm really looking forward to Welcome to Scary just because I feel like it could semi-be in the vein of Slaughter Cinema and I loved Slaughter Cinema a few years ago. It was one of my, my favorite IPs. Um, and then for... Original, it would be uh, the Bride of Frankenstein, or for IP, sorry, Bride of Frankenstein lives definitely. For me, I think it's uh, for IPs, it's Beetlejuice. Um, there are only four IPs this year, correct? Uh, Beetlejuice, Haunting of Hill House, Bride of Frankenstein, and Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. All right, that's. Uh, I think that's good. That's good. I that I do like that this year that they are kind of leaning more towards doing um, more original stuff. Are we missing a house? I'm counting nine, and I thought there was ten. We are. 
My bad. Look at me. I failed. All right. So while Eden rallies to try and figure that out, I will say that, uh, as mentioned previously, Beetlejuice is my most looked forward to uh, orig uh, IP. Apologies. Um, again, not a huge fan of the movie, um, but uh, similar to the, like Ghostbusters, I wasn't a huge Ghostbusters fan. I wasn't even a huge Poltergeist fan. And yet, those two mazes, back when we did them two, three years ago, those were among the absolute best. Like, I'm a huge Stranger Things fan, and even I admit, like, the Stranger Things 2 house they did a couple years ago wasn't my favorite. Yeah. Um, so usually, like, I'm pretty surprised and taken aback by some of the houses that I'm, for, like, for IPs that I'm not familiar with. And in this case, um, another one was uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. We've seen the movie, and we're like, yeah, this is kind of scary. Um, made for a great house though especially yeah. when you got to the Dr. Satan part um, so Beetlejuice is my favorite uh, IP house and just going back to what we just talked about at Puppet Theater is I think the uh, original house that I'm most excited for unless you've discovered the 10th house that we have not discussed yet I did um, and this one's going to be new to us <clears throat> it's, uh, it's still an original it's called Legendary Truth they're not saying a lot about it online um, but fans of the event know and I had to do some digging um, it's essentially a paranormal investigator. His name is Bor Schuster. There actually is in the little alleyway by Finnegan's in the vault area assigned for him of where his PI office is. Um, but essentially back in 08, when they kind of did Bloody Mary, uh, he and his crew came in to investigate her and try to like track her down and stop her. Um, they used it as promotion where guests could, at the event one year, try to solve clues once they got there. There were hints in houses and in scare zones and things like that. So, um, again, it's just another way of paying homage to the fans because a lot of fans really, really love uh, Legendary Truth and Boris Schuster. So, I'm not as well-versed as you are on this, obviously. <laughs> Uh, so I won't bump it above Puppet Theater, um, but I guess it's kind of good. I think uh, I like the idea that I, there's one house that I know nothing about, mm -hmm. and so, um, so like a lot of times when we go through houses, especially for the first time, I have a general idea of like what's going on, going on, and honestly, I I didn't start paying attention until in the story aspect of the houses until a couple years ago when we did graveyard games. That was one where I started, where I actually went through it and I paid attention, and I realized like, okay, so there are two kids here, and the ghosts or the creatures in the maze—they're not necessarily trying to scare us, but they're trying to scare uh, Sid and Nancy. I think were the two yeah. kids' names, and so like the mother ghost in that maze was actually trying to protect you, and so that's when I started taking uh, another look and trying to pay attention and appreciate the actual stories. And I did the same thing when we went through. Um, <laughs> I think it was like a. It's the one where they had the god awful sea creature masks. Oh, no. Depths of Fear. Depths of Fear, a couple of years ago. Now, I, I respect the fact that they were so committed to these masks because the, the sea creatures or the sea people, they were not scary at all. They were very campy. But once you kind of just accepted that and embraced that and kind of like understood the story, like you have to get out of this. This underwater, um, like submarine or like uh, like lab or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Every anytime like there's like a an underwater um, like 
not necessarily a prison or, or like a castle. I'm, there's a word that's on the tip of my tongue and it's not coming to me. Um, but yeah, so as I was understanding, like we're trying to escape this this facility underwater, and like you don't get out in the end. Like that's yeah. the, the story is like you die and then like you don't make it out. Um, but the sea creatures down there were terrible. So I've started to appreciate storyline more in these houses. And so I think that I want to go into this one as blind as possible to see if I can pick up and see if they convey mm -hmm. the story as much as possible. Because um, I know plenty about the other nine houses. Like, we've been waiting on these for months. And if there's one that I don't know about, I want to go into it as blind as possible. Um, so Yeah, I just kind of got as much information as I could just for this. But I still don't truly understand it as much as most people who love and have been going to the event forever. And I think that's good. Yeah. Because the same thing can be said for one of the scare zones that's coming up, and I'll let you introduce them, and then we'll talk about them. All right. Um, so the first one is 30 Years, 30 Fears. Past HHN monsters roam the streets. Um, this is kind of in between Shrek and the Minions ride. Uh, they have giant scaffolding set up, a, a lighted Halloween Horror Night sign. They have images of the, the icons and things like that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of, I don't say necessarily think like the icons will be roaming. They might come out every so often, but I think it's just going to be like past creatures kind of, cause they always like to do that in this, this section. I think it's going to be past creatures because we've seen some of the setups that they have and we've seen a good guy set up and that's usually, um, an homage to Chucky or child's mm -hmm. play. And so I don't, I, I agree we might... Like every see one icons, but at the same time, they have a house. Yeah. So if I wanted to see icons, I know that there's a, there's a house. And there's also a separate icon that has its own scare zone. So I think it would be kind of a good idea to have um, these little pop-ups with, with previous monsters, not necessarily icons. It's very interactive. I know the Chucky one in the past has been... Uh, it's been pretty fun. Uh, it's, it's a good heckling experience. If you don't have a sense of humor, if you don't like getting insulted... Um, yeah, obviously it's not for you, uh, you wet blanket. <laughs> um, but if you can take a joke and, and, hey, throw it back right at him. I mean, he's a, he's a doll with a smart mouth. But these interactive little zones are, are great. And <clears throat> they're a nice uh, departure, I guess, from the houses. Um, it, especially because if, if you go and you kind of just walk through the scare zones, these little things do a lot to kind of make you stop enjoy the zone a little more, interact, and, and get a better experience out of it. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people do try to rest through the scare zones and not actually like enjoy them and embrace them. Mm -hmm. um, so then the next, if you're going around where Red Mummy is, we have a Seek and Destroy. Alien cyber regime <coughs> takes over New York. Uh, the controller sees all. Uh, we see posters and signs for that all over the place. And essentially they're turning people into fuel if you're not... Uh, willing to become part of their, I guess, cyborg regime. This is probably the scare zone I'm looking forward to the least. Yeah. Um, anytime they've done alien takeovers before, the only time I liked it was when they did... Invasion? Invasion. Because that was, uh, th that was like old school, 1950s, 60s, like alien invasion sci-fi. Um, very campy. Uh, the UFOs looked like flying saucers. The aliens had big heads and... and weren't overly terrified. It wasn't a scary zone by any means. It was, it was kind of fun and, and dorky. Um, this one just doesn't do too much for me. It honestly, when I hear alien cyber regime, it kind of takes me back to, um, 
Academy of Villains, the the show they did a couple years ago, not the last one they did. No, but the, um, the like cyber. Which I think I've it seen was. I think it was twenty eighteen. It yep. was it was that year where they did this like cyborg themed show. It was good. It was entertaining. It was the first time we had seen. Well, actually, no, it was the second time we'd seen Academy of Villains because they were there in twenty seventeen outside in the in park. The street, yeah. <clears throat> um, but uh, 2018, uh, this does remind me a lot. And for what it's worth, the 2019 show uh, for Academy of Villains was awesome. Was Say what you will about uh, the guy that runs the that company as well as... Uh, His wife. And, and say what you will about them as human beings. I've heard the stories um, about their rehearsals and all that stuff and the kind of people that they are behind the scenes um but i will say that the show they did in 2019 was unreal that's what makes me sad like the 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 people who make up the majority <clears throat> of that show who like the dancers and like the heart of it yeah. i'm really sad not to see them again because right. like they give their all and like last year's show was absolutely amazing yeah and uh i know that i know this just fuels the fire for the people that want to see bill and ted come back I don't want to see Bill and Ted come back on a consistent basis. I'm fine with Bill and Ted coming back maybe every so often, maybe every five years, you know, because the, the pop culture jokes, they are funny. Honestly, I was going, I went into Academy of Villains not really knowing what to expect, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. But obviously, the, Universal had good reason to cut ties with that company and do something else. Um, but anyway, kind of went off on a tangent. Uh, let's continue with the scare zones. <laughs> uh, the next in front of San Francisco where uh, Fast Furious Ride is, is Crypt TV, which is a uh, YouTube channel um, of these like mini horror stories. Um, I've never watched anything from it. But I've, we should. I've looked up some stuff, The what's called like, from the stuff that I've seen, it looks like uh, the look-see is a creature, which is like, it's a giant nose with like teeth and no eyes. It's very creepy. Um, Crossface. Uh, there's like a stage with a spy- giant spider, and possibly something called the birch. Um, they they're not very long, um, and they look extremely creepy. So it'll be interesting to see what this zone looks like. Yeah, this is one of those things that where you could you have free access to getting kind of a backstory. Like we don't know anything about it, but if they're short. And we have a month to go until we go, and we'll discuss like our plans and everything. Um, yeah, it's something that I definitely want to look into and, and kind of get a feel for. Because yeah. while I want to go in blind to one of the houses, this is actually something that I would like to watch and get in the know of. Because we have, um, uh, what is that horror uh, channel? Shudder, oh, yeah. I think. And there's a, there was a series of TV shows that we were watching that were on that. We, were, uh, we did, like, Creep Show. Creep Show. Thank you. That's yeah. what it was. Um, so we watched a lot of the new Creep Show. And that's honestly what I thought this was. When people were talking about Creep, Creep TV, and I was like, oh, that's that thing that Eden and I watched a couple times. <laughs> um, totally different. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to giving it a shot and delving into that and, and seeing what it's all about. Because I would, I, I would like to have a general knowledge of what crawl space and look-see is. Yeah, because, like, like, like those, like, they'll have characters and things like that, but you're not going to get the full story if you don't know it. So, like, you might misunderstand, like, what they're going for <clears throat> on their little stages. Right. Uh, and then uh, Gorewood Forest? Uh, this is, finally, people are excited, is the return of the Terra Queen. She's going to have her own um, zone. Um, she was an icon a few years ago and vowed 15 years she'd be back. She'd kind of cursed everyone who was coming back. Um, and she didn't come back at the actual time. 
but we're people are excited. So this is like her kind of an homage to her and her her troop of monsters. And this will be in the part of the park where it's like it's it's lush. There are a lot of trees. They usually put pumpkins in the, in the trees. I think. I believe so. Makes sense. I believe it's it kind makes of in there. sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then lights, camera, action. This is the scare zone that I'm I'm gonna say right now. It's the one I'm actually looking the most forward to. Um. So uh, yeah, lights, camera, action. Eddie's revenge. Eddie gets his due. Um. If you know the event, Eddie Schmidt is Jack the Clown's brother. He was supposed to be an icon, um, but uh, 9-11 happened, and they kind of scrapped him to go with a little bit more toned-down event. They didn't want everything that they had, so they brought Jack back that year because they just had him and were able to reuse it. Um, but he's finally back. He's getting his own zone. I know a lot of people are very excited. Um, and it's like he's filming horror film, with, and the monsters are real. And we've seen some of the stages, and they're little mini-stages of past scare zones Mm -hmm. and i'm very excited for this (laughs) yep i dig it uh really looking forward to it um we work in the movie biz so uh lights camera action seems kind of fun and something that uh we can relate to it's it's my it's the one scare zone i'm looking forward to which one are you looking forward to i I would say probably that one the most just because i'm excited to see past scare zones that we haven't seen and just see how like they interact and do stuff it's also nice because we've seen plenty of Halloween Horror Nights videos on YouTube. We know the story behind Eddie. It's nice to see him finally get some like a little more involvement in the yeah, event. Yeah, agreed. All right. What have we missed? What have we not talked about? What do we want to talk about? Eden and I, uh, normally when we go down for this event, we only go down for like four or five days. And we have to rush through everything. Yeah, we don't have to this sad. time. We're going down for a little over a week. Um, we're going to be staying... Well, I won't announce where we're staying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're going to be doing... So we're going to try to do a few vlogs for this event. Um, we will do... We won't have any vlogs going through the houses. Um, we're not that cool yet. We'll do the scare zones. We'll do food. We'll show the store. Um, a lot of vloggers will, will be doing that. Um, so we'll do that as well. We are also... Uh, going to be going to Boobash at Magic Kingdom. Um, so we might do a little footage of that. Um, Magic Kingdom isn't my favorite Disney park. I know that's that's kind of a lot of people's favorite Disney park just because there's a lot to do. Um, the fireworks show at night in the castle, it all looks great. Um, just not personally my favorite park. Because um, I don't have kids. That's <laughs> what I would say. Like I feel like Magic Kingdom is for park, people who have small children. It's it's a park <laughs> for families and, and children and things like that. And so um, we're going for Boobash. It's going to be fun. We've seen videos and everything. It looks like it's going to be a great time. I'm excited to do Haunted Mansion at night and just be in that queue. Um, even other rides. Like I'm, I'm not overly Maybe. excited about... Um, Seven Dwarves Mine Train. Maybe the first time we ride it. If it's a five to ten minute wait at... 11.30 at night, I will go on it and enjoy it. Um, might even try to get Eden on Splash Mountain, which she's not looking forward to. Uh, I don't like low Um So we're doing that, was that Monday or Tuesday when we're there? I think it's Monday. It's a Monday. And then Tuesday, we're going to Park Hop uh, Hollywood Studios in Epcot, correct? Yes. And um, we're also, um, just real quick, I'll touch on things we didn't. Um, this we are also our first year. We are, you surprised me. We're doing an unmasking tour, which I'm oh, psyched about. I can't wait. It's our first time doing one. Now we can't take video, but we can take 
photos, some, I think. Yeah, in some areas they'll let you know where you can take pictures. Dope. Um, dope, 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 dope. So we've seen the tribute store, the facade is up, they haven't opened it yet, uh, but in Islands of Adventure, they did the All Hallows Eve store, which is like a mini tribute store uh, back in the Lost Continent. Um, it looks awesome. And there's also, for any guests staying at a Universal Hotel, as long as you have your room key, you can go over to Cabana Bay and experience the jacked up experience. I completely forgot about that. It's kind of like a, a couple years ago how they did the Stranger Things experience at Cabana Bay. But that one you had to like be actually staying there. This time they're opening it to as long as you have a hotel key from any Universal uh, hotel, you can go. Um, there's gonna <laughs> I'll be... say this. Uh, that's the only thing I'm going to miss about staying at Cabana Bay. Because when Eden, Eden and I on our previous trips, we would stay at Cabana Bay. Loved it. It's a great value hotel. Yeah. But it is far from the park. And we're the kind of people that do enjoy walking to and from the park. Um, Making that trek at 1.32 <clears throat> o'clock in the morning after Horror Nights is a bit rough. Yeah, because it was it's a, from, from the park to Cabana Bay, it's about a 20-minute walk. Um, it can be a little brutal on the feet. Um, there's, there's nothing better, though, than getting to back to Cabana Bay at 1.30 in the morning... A little buzzed still, but you're hungry and you just go and you pay for that $13 craptastic oh, pizza at so in Cabana Bay's like <laughs> food court area. Um, but yes, this this jacked up experience is probably the one thing I'm going to miss about not staying at Cabana Bay. Um, I mean, if we have time, maybe. But so it's uh, they're going to have a horror <clears throat> icons bar at the Swizzle Stick Lounge, which is like the so now we have to go the little bar inside of the lobby of Cabana Bay. They're going to. Um, it says you'll be surrounded by images of some of your favorite icons, Jack, Chance, Storyteller, many more. They're going to have props, costumes. You can pose for photos inside of Jack's human-sized blender from his Carnival of Carnage show. Uh, they're going to have specially themed snacks, um, things like that. And this runs from September 3rd through uh, October 31st, and it takes place from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. So all you have to do is just have a, a valid, uh, just show a room key from one of the hotels and you can experience this at Cabana Bay. I think we should check it out at least once. Mm -hmm. I think we can make that trek. Um, you know, it'll be reminiscent of, of the days of old. Yeah. Especially when oh. we were just there last November. And it does say that, um, where is it reading? <clears throat> that they will validate a ticket for complimentary self-parking at Cabana Bay Resort as long as you're there for the experience. Like, you just have to be there for the experience. You can't leave your car overnight. And what time does this thing... Is uh, this... 2 p.m. till 10 p.m. Okay. So we'll go in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, probably on a day when we just might be a little tired of... Because we're going to be mixing in Universal and Disney on this one. Um, the problem we ran into previously when we would just do Universal is, like, it's two parks... Three, but we don't really do Volcano Bay. Yep. Um, and we just get a little burnt out of Universal. Still love it. But this will be a good activity to do on a day when it's just like maybe we don't want to go to the park yet. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so we'll definitely check that out. And then, so we'll be at Horror Nights uh, Sunday th and then Wednesday through Saturday of the week that we're down there. Um, we're doing Disney a couple days. Um, Friday, we do have a reservation at Oga's Cantina in Hollywood Studios. Kudos to Eden for landing that one. We're not going to try everything on the menu. It is very expensive. The drinks are like $13 each. Um, but I think we're going to try each about one or two drinks. Um, so applause to Eden for somehow getting that reservation. Like Literally five weeks before our trip. 
I don't know how she pulled that off. I'm very impressed. Every like other day, I literally just go on the My Disney Experience app or on the Oga Cantina <clears throat> website, and I'm just like constantly refreshing and checking, and it finally just popped up, and I was like, I don't even know. I'm scooping it up. Like, <laughs> I will say, for Disney restaurants and things of that nature, if you don't have a reservation to a certain restaurant, you know, before your trip, I. W- don't sweat it too much because there's still the possibility that you could get in. Like, this is something that we weren't planning on happening, but it just did. And, like, on our last trip, um, either two years ago or even, like, last fall when we went, we landed a, a reservation at La Cellier in Epcot the day of that when we went to the park. We didn't have like one going to the park. 20 minutes before we, like, actually were going to go We eat. just walked <laughs> up. We asked, are, are any reservations available for, you know, today? And, and they're like, yeah, we have tables that are available in about an hour. And, like, we took one of those reservations. And it's one of our favorite restaurants. The food is very good. I know people kind of have mixed opinions on the food and, and what you have to pay for. Um, we but love like, it. But, like, if I'm paying a lot for a meal, <clears throat> like, it's a nice sit-down restaurant. And the food and, like, menu is good. Epcot, in general, is one of those theme parks that had just very good walk-up food mm-hmm. um you know it's 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 a lot better than a, the one place in in epcot i refuse to eat is probably the american pavilion uh that's not to say i hate american food i mean i i love burgers hot dogs and, and, and just red meat like the next uh red-blooded american but uh sam eagles barbecue just doesn't really interest me i've seen the menu and, it, and it's and it's it's, not, it's, like, it's a walk up, you know. It's it's a quick service restaurant. Um, and it's not something you can't like the other places. You can get that food like, anywhere. Exactly. So it's nice to go and like try other things. But like yeah, like you said, don't sweat it. Like ask them, and they may be like, oh yeah, check the app now because they can see if a, a reservation's been canceled, if there's space. So don't don't be upset if you honestly can't get in. Yeah. Just always ask. Like a few years ago, we were lucky enough to get sci-fi diner like mm-hmm. you can get these really hard places you just got to keep refreshing and the a lot app of times they open up. up like it's one of those things where you just have to check yeah probably almost daily like for every day for like the month leading up to your trip um because that's how we kind of landed the sci-fi dining yeah and you know for sci-fi dining you're kind of going for the experience rather than the food exactly. food's okay the milkshakes are really good um but it's like you're going because it's a really good ambiance like you're sitting in in a car and you know they've they've got like old uh like sci-fi movies and things like that i, I think they need to update it it's been yeah. the same reel <laughs> i can imagine i can't imagine being an employee there and just having to deal with the same, same reel thing. every day i worked at old navy during christmas one year and it was just the same 12 christmas songs for like the entirety of my six hour shift and it was a nightmare um I apologize for the tangents. These are just my feelings. Um, so yeah, so we'll be doing Disney three days, uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. We'll be doing Horror Nights five times. There will be some days where we do express passes. Um, then there will be some days where we just go. We kind of just, if we get into a couple houses, great. Um, you know, if, if we want to just enjoy the scare zones, that's fun too. And, and we'll do some food vlogs and things like that. Um, we're, we're one of those people, like, we definitely will get into Stan Scream head to the back of the park, hit at least three houses, and then kind of, like, slow down and try to hit one at the front if we don't have Express. But we just slow down and take everything in, and it, you can do it. Like, there's, it's, there's, it's fun. There is a method to it. Like, yes. especially if you're there for Stay and Scream, and, like, if you're in the Simpsons area for Stay and Scream, you're already at the back of the park. Just hit those houses. You could probably hit all three within the first hour and, like, with minimal weight. And then from there, you know, 
let the chips fall where they may. You know, if you don't have Express Pass, you know, like, stay, stay late. the entire night. Stay late. Go early, stay late. Like, yep. just be, like, just know you're going to, like, we'll go to the park or something during the day. Go back to the hotel, take a nap just so we're ready because we know it's going to be a, a, a long night. Um, speaking of Simpsons area, it was put online today that they have Dufftoberfest already. So if you're craving some Dufftoberfest, it's out there now. <laughs> I feel like my days of beer are behind me. I'm actually sipping a beer right now. I'm not drunk by any means, but like I'm having a Shiner. It's from Texas. Um, I bought like a six pack yesterday and I'm just, I, I feel so bad because I'm, I can't drink beer as well as I used to in my 20s. Uh, just one of those things where it's like, I just can't do it anymore. I have switched mostly to seltzers and, and high noon. So if they have those at the event, great. Um, so we will be sampling all the food at HHN. We'll be sampling the drinks and the cocktails and everything. Apologize for my dog barking. Uh, she's very concerned. I mean, 2000, uh, and 2019's cocktails were some of the better cocktails that we've had. Like they were. I just they don't know how much I'm well. going to have because they are loaded with sugar. That's true. You got to pace it out, but <clears> they um, were they were mixed better and had better flavors for 29. And like one thing that I've had to remind myself is like we're going in September this year. We traditionally go in in October, October. closer to Halloween. Uh, this year we're going in September just because the hotel rate that we're staying at was phenomenal and we couldn't pass it up. Um, and so it's still it's going to be hotter down there, and so it's more important just to stay hydrated and get water and. But you know, I just feel I don't want to. I don't want people to think we're letting them down by not showcasing all the beverages. Um, you know, they. I'll have a shipyard. I will have one shipyard if they at least have it this year because I got. And I'll have a Dufftoberfest. My, my, my pumpkin spicy drink. It's just when you mentioned Dufftoberfest, I wasn't as excited as I probably have been in the past because it's Ooh. it's almost like a staple when you go to Universal. For me, at least, it was always just to get like a Duff beer. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. I grew up on The Simpsons, like. Having a Duff, it's it's kind of like if they ever opened a restaurant near SpongeBob SquarePants in Universal, and it was the Krusty Krab. Which I don't know why. They it's have like it. you have to get a Krusty Krab. You have to get a Krabby Patty. Yeah. So for me, like growing up, it was like I always wanted. I was seven years old. I was like, I would love to have a Duff beer. Um, it's doing wonders for Homer Simpson's health. <laughs> um, so I'll have one. I'll have a Dufftoberfest, and we'll and we'll sample the the alcoholic beverages as well. Um, I just don't know how good at drinking I am anymore. Getting older. Yeah, it sucks. Um, are there any announcements that we're still waiting on? I'll be, I think it's food and a little bit more merch. So they've not really like really announced merch. They've just done like previews in the Five and Diamond Universal. It seems like whenever they, they've announced a house, they, they have something. they've dropped T-shirts in the Universal store, and people and vloggers flock to and showcase them all. This is the one year so <clears throat> far. I'm not very excited like not that it's bad merch but it's like it's not I wish that they would bring back the 30 years 30 fear shirts that they did that was like the Fright Night shirt that had the universe, like old logos from yeah. the event I wish they would bring I those would back that. because those they released last year when nobody could go but they had merch um, we do know that some of the merch that they're putting out is merch that was for last year because people with eagle eyes can tell when you read a tag by what it says like what year it came out um, so I hope they, they do bring those back. But, like, as of right now, like, nothing's really, like, making me excited. I did see that they brought back the, the Beetlejuice hoodie that I liked last year. Um, I want this denim jacket, if it's available when we go, that just dropped. That's, like, a gray, stonewashed, that has, like, Universal Studios with Frankenstein on it. Have you posted your jean jackets on social media? 
Um, I have. It's been a while. Yeah, for those who don't know, Eden loves denim jackets. And she has patches galore all over them. And pins. And it, it, it's... Uh, it started as a, a jacket for Horror Nights. Um, I have the one jacket that I wear. I'm making one for crew, for shows and movies that we've been on. But, um, yeah... I need this jacket in my life. In terms of merch, I'm kind of with you. I haven't seen any shirts or anything. If I had to get one thing, I would probably get the Beetlejuice hoodie. Mm-hmm. Um, just be, I love hoodies because I love working out in them, and they just pr- provide an extra sweat. But in terms of like the actual shirts and everything, I haven't seen anything that I like. When it comes to like shirts and merch, you know, it's it's kind of like merch for Halloween Horror Nights is kind of like my feelings for like merch for NASCAR races, and, and I'm a NASCAR fan, and I love going to the races. But the shirts are always so loud, and to me, they just seem a little outdated. There's so much going on with the shirts and the graphics and everything. I just want, like, a simpler design. Um, Maybe, like, a decal or something, like, in the upper, like, uh, I guess, like, pectoral region of the shirt. Um, Something simple like that. I, I don't need, like, something all over the front of it or all over the back of it that's not really what I tend to wear. No, that's just me. And I understand I'm probably annoying a lot of people with my takes um, on this podcast. Uh, but that's. But I'm kind of with you. I'm, I'm not in love with the merch. Um, so I think there's that's one avenue where I could probably save a little money. I know if you have access to that denim jacket, you, you, you've said that's the only thing you'll buy merch-wise. If it is there when we go, I've already seen the price. The price tag is $80. Uh, hopefully I can get an annual pass mm. discount on that. It still won't be much. But it'll be something. But if we can go, and that's the one thing I can get, that probably be the that would be the only merch I would buy. Um, so yeah, so just to give everyone an idea of when we'll be down there, and, and when we'll be kind of vlogging and and tweeting, and, and you can follow Eden because she'll have plenty of pictures posted on social media. Uh, so we are driving down uh, September eighteenth. September seventeenth is the day we're wrapping on both our shows, uh, and then we after this vacation we are unemployed and. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so sad. Uh, but we will be there. Uh, we drive down um, early September 18th. That's a Saturday. We drive back September 26th. We have a full week down there. We're really looking forward to it. We haven't been to Halloween Horror Nights in two years, so we figured we're gonna we're gonna enjoy this one. We're gonna go for a full week and take our time. We're not gonna rush through everything. I mean, we carried over our BOGO tickets from last year's <clears throat> event, so we were able to save some money and not having to purchase those things. So. We're treating ourselves a little bit more in this. Really, story. the only thing we haven't paid for yet is just you know our universal annual passes because for us we just did the math. It's it's cheaper for us just to get an annual pass um, instead of buying like you know a ticket for each day that we're supposed to be at the park. Um, so we already have our HHN tickets, and we sit, we'll probably get two or three express passes. I think we're targeting the Sunday night we're there, the Wednesday, and then maybe one other night between Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, whichever's probably going to be the cheapest. And you can buy those online. Um, you can buy them online ahead of time and save some money. Uh, and that's probably what we'll do. Um, but other than that, is there anything else you wanted to touch on? I feel like we, no, I think that's we did it. a good amount. I think we covered um, it all. Yeah, so once we get a couple other announcements or leading up to the event, we will probably do another podcast, just breaking down our itinerary, uh, what you can expect uh, as far as content-wise. We're trying to do a few vlogs on this one. Um, but at the same time, enjoy vacation. Um, But I'm Dan, she's Eden, uh, and thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thank you.